34 feet with coach JT. Man, do me a favor if y'all haven't already. Uh, like, subscribe to the podcast, man. We're on all platforms, man. Um, trying to get this thing popping spring 2023. Um, again, if you guys have already been following me, tapping in, I appreciate you. A lot of love, respect for you guys. Um, but it, it, it's time for me to jump back in it, man. Uh, unfortunately, but we'll, my season is over. But also, uh, friends and associates, they still rocking. So, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to get this coach on the air real quick. I know he got tight schedule, getting ready for a big game coming up. But um, also, I'm introduced to some others, man, that you may not know, the head coach of Marysville High School, also better known as the Division Four section champion, um, yes, sir. league champion, uh, but a, a good dude I've known, man, I don't even count, it's been years since we met, man. Yeah, uh, just in some at the lab. In the lab, in the gym with yep. some other ballers, um, and young in our career, starting off in this coaching game, man, and, and training yes, and still playing a little bit um stan man coach stan how you doing man thanks for being on the show too man. i appreciate you uh, thanks for having me man i'm uh i'm doing great man i'm just kind of loving this time of year man playoff yeah. time you know we just won our first section championship in yeah. 30 years at the high school yeah so we did that on friday so yeah. shout out to my team man i got a great group of kids and uh now we're getting ready for the state playoffs tomorrow night so yeah man so you said i mean well, it's the most uh, present thing right now or clear thing you said 30 years um yes. just initially what what was that again that ball goes up man just because it's the most frequent the most recent thing that happened that ball goes up friday night i believe i watched it on the app uh mm -hmm. what was going through your mind or how was that feeling with your body at that point in time finally that's what it was for me man it was finally it's happened because i've been at marysville this is my 11th year oh, okay. uh, coaching and when I first got there, man, everybody was like, don't take this job. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to win here. You can't win here. They hadn't had a winning season in uh, 10 years. They hadn't been to the playoffs in, I want to say, 13 years. And they hadn't won a league title in 18 years. So they was mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But for me, with the way I'm built, where I'm from in Los Angeles, man, you tell me I can't do something. All that's going to do is push me towards trying to do it even so harder than I was before. So when that ball finally, and that buzzer went off, man, it was just like, we finally got here. Because everybody yeah. told me we couldn't do it. Yeah, Everybody man. did. That definitely, man. Again, again, knowing you for all those years, man, uh, happy for you. But also, I, I, I'm aware of the grind, grind you've been putting in. But also aware yeah. of the work that people don't know is unseen that we put in. One is already, as you know, as we they say, being a coach. But no, being young black coaches, too, man. Like, yeah. we got other odds we got to defy. We got to work a little harder, move differently. And tread in different um light right and you talk about yeah i'm glad you brought that up right where you from los angeles man i mean for those who may not know may know you um even me just getting more in depth this conversation real quick tell me a little about where you from man where you grew up well i grew up in la man i went to la high school i moved out here when i was 19 years old to go to school and hoop at yuba college and i was here about maybe three weeks a month and got my girlfriend pregnant at the time. So I ended up having my son. So I ended up staying. So that kind of stopped hoop dreams, you know, the hoop dreams I had because mm -hmm. it was like, Hey, I got to work. I got a son to take care of, yeah. you know, but it was just such a culture shock moving out here from Los Angeles, man. It's such, it's such the cities are just so different, you know, and, and it's not like I moved to SAC. Like I moved out here to the Yuba city Marysville. A little area. different, a little further. Yes, out. A little different. Yes, yeah. Yes. A little different, man. So, um, I just kind of settled in, but I never thought I would be a coach. You know, once my son got old enough, 
it was like, all right, let me start helping him, you know, yeah. coaching, whether it was baseball, football. And then, you know, once he started to love hoop, I was like, okay, cool. So, I, you know, I would coach him in hoop yeah. and all of that. And then he went, it was high school time. So he goes to high school. He went to River Valley High School. And then he went to Yuba City High School. So his senior year, I uh, got the job at Marysville High School. Um, and it was his senior year. And I tried to, I said, look, I'm not going to be able to see a lot of your games as a senior because I'm going to be, take this job at Marysville. Do you want to come over? And he was like, dad, I would love to come play for you but I want to graduate with my friends. And I understood it. You know what nice. I'm saying? You know, and he was like, he's like, thank you, dad. So I wasn't able to catch a lot of his games my senior year. So that's the one thing about the job that I kind of had some reservations about, yeah. you know, but I love coaching, man. And my son knew that and he understood it. And I just love being uh, an inspiration to these kids, especially kids who look like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you can come from anywhere right. and make it. You know what I'm saying? Even though, like you said, we have different obstacles that we're going to have to overcome, but yeah. we can either pout about it or we can run through those obstacles. And for me, I just try to let these kids know, like, look, you can you can do whatever you want to do. You just got to keep working. You just yeah. you can't quit. That's only difference between winners and losers is people who keep who win. They just keep going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They fail. They fell down. You know, they right. just kept going. So yeah. that's what's up, man. That's that's definitely humbling, though. Even you raised a, a good young man knowing that he understand, yeah. but also can articulate to pops. Like, you know what I mean? I do want this. However, also, you know, relationships yeah. are big for stu- kids now growing up, even us, you know, mm-hmm. we value, especially, but we're still in that generation where we value friendships a lot for sure. For sure. Right. Yeah. Man? So that's, just, you know, so to see him kind of articulate that, but also know me, I really want to rock with my dad, but my, 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 my boys and I get it right. We got our boys, we got our homies. Like, you know, he's my dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it means something to them, which I like to see because that's value to me in that, right. For them. There's mm-hmm. value in that, and but through sports, as we know, right, that's a whole other ball game of value friendships. Like, nah, we yes. grinded together, right? We we yes. sacrificed some things, right? Um, man, so coming up here, getting so in, but even just being a dad, real quick though, how was that transition for you, man? I mean, because that's real life stuff people go through, people do do. But I mean, how how not say smooth, but what type of uh? Because I mean, life changing one. Everybody, you know, it's life changing, right? But yeah. then also. What was the first thing I would say? Let me ask you, what was the first thing you said you had to get better at? You wanted to get better at once you had a, the, your son. Once I had a kid, yeah. I just had to be a better man. I knew that immediately. I just have to mm. be a better man because it's not about me anymore. Nice. You know, it's about, I have to, everything he's going to become is going to be how I raised him. Nice. And I, tr- I truly believe that. So I was like, I can't be the reason that my son doesn't succeed in life. Mm. I can't be. So I have to be better. And then, you know, you have your own trauma from when you're young. You know, my dad wasn't really That's in my real. life when I was young. Yeah. You know, so for me, it was like, I just want to be a better dad than my yeah. dad was to me. Like, that was the, right. that was one of the biggest things, man. And I was able to do that. But because of that, it cost me a lot of relationships I was in because, mm. you know, I, I remember, you know, girlfriends or people I was talking to would say, Stan, I think you're a great guy, but mm-hmm. I'm like number four on your list. It's like mm. your son, your son, your son, and then it's you, and then it's me. And, you know, and I understood it, but I was okay with it because I was like, hey, I, you know, if I got to sacrifice this next 18 years to make sure my son is going to be an upstanding young man and know the difference mm-hmm. between right and wrong, know how to fight through adversity, then that relationship, me losing that relationship is worth it because whatever, what he becomes is because of me. That's so it was just being better, man, just trying to be a better man for him. That's what's up, man. Definitely dope, man. And I think, no, I think I know as coaches, though, too, man, we, we're fathers, mentors to everybody else's kids, too. 
Yeah. Everybody else's yeah. kids every year in, all year round, yep. through all this adversity, you know, they invest in us, they tell us stuff they don't tell their parents. Yeah, you know, stuff like exactly. that. You know what I mean? We got to deal with that aspect too. Um, what point, I mean, when you went to take the residual job initially, people, you know, the doubters or just the resent, I mean, the kind of the hesitation from others trying to get you to, you know, because they're probably going to look out for it. They want, they know like, okay, it's a tough situation, but yeah. what was your deciding factor on saying, I'm going to do this or, you know, this is the opportunity for me. I need to jump on this now. Well, um, I had started a youth basketball program called Hoop Skills and Life Academy. And, you know, when I started it, it was, you know, mentorships, tutoring, we would do uh, skills training and AAU stuff. And when I started it, everybody in the area was kind of on board to help me, giving me gym time and all of this stuff. Nice. But then it started to work. <laughs> so once they started to see it work, they was like, uh -huh. oh, we got to get him out of here and bring our own people in. Mm. So when they did that, I didn't have any more gym time. Mm. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So luckily, during one of our sessions, we had one of the supervisors of the county. He came over and watched one of our sessions. And he had told me, he's like, Stan, here's my number. If you ever need anything, let me know. So um, I hit him. And I was like, hey, how's everything going? Yes, relationships. Building relationships, man. man. So I hit him. And I was like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. And he was like, you know what? I have a friend that I went to high school with. He's the <laughs> principal at Marysville High School. Crazy. They're looking for a head coach. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to interview for it? And no, like, honestly, bro, I was like, nah, I'm good. I just want to run my, my, my youth stuff. I didn't want to coach high school. Mm -hmm. I went home and my girlfriend at the time, she said, are you stupid? Mm. She was like, what's the one thing you need right now? A gym? I said, gym time. She said, if you're the high school coach, you're going to have gym time. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Nice. So I, call, I hit him back. I said, yeah, let's interview. I interviewed. And it was just, it was kind of God's work, man, to be honest Feel with it. you. Because with me not having a big resume with coaching, you mm -hmm. usually don't come in as a varsity head coach mm -hmm. if you haven't been a varsity head coach before. Doesn't Tough. usually happen like that. But they had been running through coaches there because mm -hmm. they haven't had success. So they needed a coach. I kind of needed a job. So we needed each other mm -hmm. in that moment. And um, they gave me the job. And then I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> now I gotta work, yeah. you know? And that first year we were five and 22, man. Five and twenty-two, and we lost mm -hmm. our last fifteen games. Mm -hmm. And every day, because I hate losing, mm -hmm. and I was just like, I don't know how to do this. Like, how am I? How do I get better? How do I get these guys to mm -hmm. be better? Because at the time, they hadn't had success, so they had like a losing mentality. Man, we'd mm -hmm. be down fifteen to ten in the first quarter, and right. they already done. Oh, right. we lost. Game's over. So it was trying to change that culture. Right. You know, and then luckily I had some good people around me who was like, saying it takes time to change your culture. That's not yeah. going to happen in a year. You yeah. got to change it. So I was able to finally make it through that first year, man. And then that second year was able to turn stuff around. Um, and I think that second year we went 19 and nine and we kind of oh, yeah. turned stuff. Yeah, we kind of turned stuff around, man. Started like a, you know, a summer and a spring program. Like, look, mm -hmm. this is year round. If we want to be good. This has yeah. to be a year round thing. Right. You know, and those same people who when I first got the job was telling me, Stan, you shouldn't take it. You shouldn't take it. Once I start winning, these were the same people who start. And I know this is just, you know, a word that a lot of people use, but they just started hating so bad, man. It was different coaches from this area that mm. would send stuff in the CIF, say, mm. what are they doing over there? How are they winning? 
They must be cheating, man. We've, I mean, we've been, I've been going through this 11 years, man. Coaches following my kids around, taking pictures, saying, oh, they should be ineligible because they should. It was just a mess with some of these coaches, man. Right. But it was just, it was just like, all right, y'all keep it up. We just going to keep winning. Yeah, and that's man. how we killing them, man. We just killing them with success. I, I definitely applaud that, man. And they can understand from the adversity side of that, man. Um, people really don't because we don't, I can tell you never, I don't, we don't blast out the negatives. You yeah. celebrate the pot, you know what I mean? But it's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that has going on that's going on to where we've had to deal with and still maintain yeah. our composure, maintain our self-respect and not get out of character. When some people yeah. have tested our character and my character, be like, man, are you serious? You know what I mean? But that, you know, low blows, you know what I mean? Being, being yeah. I mean, it's, it's called it real, right? We have to do things differently and move differently. But when our goal is still the same as every other coach that wants to be successful, we want to win. But I mean, I know mine and people around like Dave Akram, the guys in the lab, like we're yeah. making all our athletes don't want to better men though too. Like we yes. know, we gotta make these boys into better men, bro. And, and men. at the end Absolutely. of the day, that ball, as you said, that ball gonna stop bouncing. Via having a, a job, career, a baby, yep. a child. Yep. But how successful can you be? And like I said, I see some of your coaches that I know, a couple guys still hoop, but I'm like, that's what's about because they giving back, but they helping helping bring young men up in a world where it's, it's ten times worse than we was coming up. You know, yes. more distractions. You want to teach life, man. life lessons, man. Hey. Life lessons through basketball. Because let's be honest. 95% of the players that we coach in high school, they're not going to make it to the league. They're not going to get paid to play oh. basketball. So I want to make sure I'm leaving them with some jewels that's going to help them in life, nice. in regular life. And I, the biggest joy I get, as good as I felt when we won that section championship mm-hmm. on Friday, um, I get a bigger joy out of kids that used to play for me Come that showed up to that game. Oh, they, yes, they were they all came and they're watching and I was like that's what it's about and they're telling me what they're doing in their life whether they're in college whether they have families like I've been to a couple of my kids that I coach weddings you know and everything and it's and you just see them doing well and it's like that's what it's about impact you know? baby and, you make an yeah, impact, impact. Uh, no matter the location even people think marriage yeah. like what the heck like hey yeah it's people in Maryville too right so yeah they can they can be touched their lives can be touched that school those boys yeah. can be touched and then getting to see you the last two summers in the summer league, mm-hmm. man, I'm like, oh yeah, they they rock it. Like he and yeah. but the and the, the style of play, but also the, the competitive nature is there. But I mean, yeah. going to the lab, playing against you, seeing it, and just watching yeah. it grow, like that's the thing. I I want us as coaches, where no matter what, especially us black coaches, no matter what though, too, is push each other up for those things too, man. Cause like we need to yeah. as much as the the hate gonna come, the positivity of the encouragement helps us make it through our days, bro. Like, cause it gets hard. Yeah. And we're in a stage now where mental health, I get is big, but it's just the, the pressures of it, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. So, again, yeah, me seeing you win, bro, I'm winning. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know I, like I want to get there, too. I want to be no matter where yeah. I'm at. I want to win. But if you're winning, I'm seeing it. I feel like I'm winning, too, bro, because I've seen you grow, but I've seen the, those boys happy. I've seen you celebrate, but also kind of not know how to celebrate. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. a dope feeling. Like, what do I do? Yeah. The kid's going crazy. It's like, I want, you know, but that's a dope feeling, man. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this grind real quick, man. Just I know you talk about growing up in LA, but where did that work ethic in LA or growing from? Was that mom's early age, bro? Or that's something you saw people around yeah. you? Where did that grind consistently come from? It's just, man, when you're young and you don't know where your next meal's coming from, you don't know if you're sleeping outside. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I love my mom to death, and my mom is in such a great place today. Dope. But growing up, my mom, you know, dealt with some, you know, some personal issues. Mm-hmm. you know with drugs and that, that had a big effect on my life so that there were some nights man to where i didn't know what we was eating i mm-hmm. didn't know if i was sleeping in the house if she was gonna recognize me like mm-hmm. i've had my mom not recognize me because of some of the things she was doing and it was like i gotta grind like mm-hmm. i have to take care of me so 
So my work ethic has always been crazy because I know I didn't have nobody to run to. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. It was on me whether I was going to eat, whether I was going to survive. It was on me. And then eventually my mom got every got everything together and all mm-hmm. that. But that work ethic just comes from that. And within those times that my mom was, you know, doing her thing, she also was a really good mom. You know, when she got clean, she, she instilled in me saying, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Like manners and hey, work hard. Anything you want is going to take hard work. Like she taught me that. She taught me, hey, you know, if you outside and you get into a fight, you better not come back in here if you didn't win that fight. You ain't running Mm -hmm. from no fight. You know what I'm saying? So like it's always been a toughness, you know, with the way I grew up. So there's nothing that basketball or anybody associated with basketball that can do to me that's going to make me. You've been through it. Like, You've been through it. Yeah, man. I've been through it. Right? I've been yeah. through it, man. So, you know, yeah. I embrace, you know, all that pressure. But, you know, That's what's up. I wouldn't trade my childhood for the world, man, because I see a lot of kids today right. who get everything given to them mm-hmm. and they don't know how to work through anything. Any type of mm-hmm. adversity comes up, they fold, yeah. you know. So yeah. um, I, I would you can relate. you know, my childhood yeah. for the world. Man. And it, but it made, you, it made you us who we are today. But in the thing, yeah. I think we're, we're always working on how to make these these students are athletes these days would see that and value it at it, you know, because if they don't see it, like, right, you're different, you're older, but yeah. it, it shapes you, they won't see it now, but the ones who do get a hold of it, they can know and they value that and they and they, and they hold on to that, man. So definitely, you know, shout out to Mom Street as well. You was also, um, man, prep time, man, preparation. I mean, let's see, and I even, let's not even th- go on your playing days. Let's go coaching questions. Game, let's say playoff run right now, right? Recently, how much time, bro, do you spend prepping yourself? Uh, <laughs> so for a, a single opponent, right? What you, what's that like for you? It's hours, man. It's a lot of film study. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's going on watching as many games of that team as I can to mm-hmm. see what they do with different looks. You know, what do they do? You know, after they score, what's their inbound? Mm-hmm. You know, underneath out of bounds. What's their sideline out of bounds? You know, what do they do if somebody you know threw a one three one at them? Like, I'm just looking at everything. I'm trying to get any little thing that I can to give us an advantage. Oh, okay, every time he goes left, he's going to pull up. You mm-hmm. know, hey, number 10 doesn't like, you know, so I'm watching a lot of film, man. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest thing is just a lot of film and then bringing that back to the kids, the practices and other coaches and being like, hey, okay, this is what we got to do, you know. And it doesn't, it doesn't always work, but mm-hmm. the majority of the time it does. I just want to be prepared. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I just I I remember early in my coaching career, we lost the game because I didn't have the guys prepared mm-hmm. for something. I, a team went to some I think they triangled and two tooed us or something, mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything for it at the time. Right, you know because and I and I thought you I don't was see that prepared, often, but I wasn't. Yeah, you don't yeah. see it often. Yeah. So I wasn't prepared for mm-hmm. it. You know, so and I I want to say that was my first year coaching, and I was like. I will never be the reason we lose a game because I'm not prepared again. So I over-prepare, man. How about okay. you? Yeah, I definitely would say me, uh, man, it's ours too. More so having experience in junior college too, uh, mm-hmm. man, for almost five years of that. And both, it's like, I, sometimes I want to make sure I'm not overdoing with the way I relate to the kids too now, right? Because mm-hmm. my playing career time in high school, college, I could, you know, play multiple positions. We got a playbook, mm-hmm. it, right? Nowadays, yeah. I'm like, it's like class for the kids, but I'm like, okay, how long is their attention span? How long do I have them? I'll make sure it's clear, but especially on the defensive end for sure, though. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. all in it. Matchups, I'm trying to take away yeah. the best. I mean, the best two best two players and make the worst players throw the buckets. So I'm definitely yeah. in that hours of that. But also, I was gonna ask you too, who do you look 
or who have you looked up to or at as far as like you know i like i watch a lot of brad stevens uh, as far mm -hmm. as the baseline plays and the half court play yeah defensively always being popovich how he's certain maybe mm -hmm. funnel at guys and then on the ball stuff is pretty much just you know skill set gary payton sam Cassell about what they kind of yeah. feel about that but who do you kind of watch or kind of look for even if it's local guys or whatever who you kind of were around who are some people that you may kind of that come to your mind and say okay i, I, I kind of pick from them all different people oh brad stevens was definitely one that i really studied because his playbook is crazy his Stupid. out of timeout like his is crazy yeah yes uh ty Lu is another one yeah i'm a big ty Lu fan and what ty Lu gets out of guys that like i mean with the clippers and even when he was with cleveland like when lebron wasn't playing or the clippers paul george and Kawhi don't never play mm -hmm. and he still be having those boys out ready. playing executing mm -hmm. so those are two of the guys that i've really looked at nice. i love pop for what he does defensively mm -hmm. pop always has some really good defensive schemes mm -hmm. so um but it's hard like you said you made a great point of you don't want to overdo it mm -hmm. and, you know what can these kids retain because sometimes you can retain because we think sometimes we think of ourselves like hey as players i could get this why can't they get it <laughs> yep. and you have to you have to take yourself away and right. say okay i can't look at it like that i gotta find what's best for my mm -hmm. group so, yeah. you know, I, I have one of my assistants. I'd be like, hey, tell me if I'm giving them too much. Because I always want to get a new set. Like, when we get to that second half of league, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let me add another set. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or add a counter. Yeah. They're going to know we're running it. So I have them like, hey, Stan, this might be a little too much for them right now. So okay. that's where my assistants come in. Yeah, that's but Ty Lue, Brad Stevens, and Pop, those are probably, you know, some really good ones. And then I'll catch stuff from like anybody like i'm a basketball junkie so i'm yeah. watching it all the time yeah. you know i'm watching college i'm watching high school games and i feel like i can pick up anything from anyone like i was watching byu early last year mm -hmm. and they run the pistol to where you mm -hmm. know the dribble handoff comes at the screen and they just mm -hmm. kind of play off of that and early this year my i, I didn't feel like our offense was flowing enough mm -hmm. and we have really good shooters and we have a big man who rolls pretty well has mm -hmm. soft hands but you know we can't throw it to him on the block right so I like i gotta get something to where it's just guard dominant and once we switch to that man we kind of mm -hmm. just took off and i think we're at 25 26 in a row right now yeah and yeah. They, they just took off man because i got and that was just from watching a byu game and then just kind of okay. doing research after it so i'll pick up anything from anybody man i'm never That's too it. old to learn and i can learn from anybody i can i'll learn from a middle school coach if they got a good set yeah, got a good defensive scheme. Yeah, I'm for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, I think you talked about like uh, high school re retaining information. How is it hard for you to pull back and not overgive? Like, is it really? Because you know, you could probably go, go, go. I got we got some for everything, like y'all. But is it really hard for you to kind of? All right, let me pull back and just work on one or two things, or get these two things done. Or you like, okay, guy, let's just try to build because we're still not the IQ still help you win the game. You know, yeah. IQs, even though kids, a lot of based on athleticism, I get that, or that uptown tempo where the shooting and go get it. But the IQ, it's going to eventually slow yeah. down. Like, I seen y'all yeah. execute late game. You had to get the one mm -hmm. gentleman shot. He was cooking them, too, man. He was going to yeah. work. That boy was going to work from all over the court. But a couple of times they knew. Coach looked at it, yeah. slow it down, clock score, execute. We want either a layup or a value. You can just tell they was going either full bucket yeah. or it's a layup at this point in the game. How hard is you to kind of pull back the reins a little bit and try to and not over it, like you said, outside the coach, but for you personally, do you do you naturally want to go like give them all of it at one time or what? I naturally do, but I also understand who they are. 
You know, mm. I understand who my players are. And you know that you have to coach players different. Everybody's fair. You treat everybody fair. Mm -hmm. But what might help number three on your team, you might be able to yell at him and say, hey, I need you to get here. And he'll respond to that. But you yell at some another player and different. he'll fold. Shut so down. I know with my group, like, it's like less is more. Less yeah. is more. So yeah, for me, for sure. I'm giving them, especially when we get crunch time, and it happened in the game on um, Friday. It got to crunch time, and I said, look, we up. We're going to spread the floor. We're going to ball screen because they hedging and getting back. So we got to attack that head, mm -hmm. turn the corner, and just make a play. And that's when it's like – that's what we're – it's like every time down. That was simple for them. It. Yep, that's simple. Like, we're going to simplify yeah. this because I don't mm -hmm. want them overthinking. I just want them to react to what's in front of them. Gotcha. So we were able to do that. And I have a good group to where if we do call a timeout, I can mm -hmm. draw something up. They'll get it. They're pretty good at that. But nice. when it's crunch time, and I know in that big arena, playing for a section champion, I know they nerves. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to make this as simple as possible for that's them right up. now. That's you know, up. and that's what we tried to do. That's what's up, man. Uh, getting ready to play tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. Tip-off time is what? Seven. Seven o'clock. Who y'all got? We got Burlingame, which Burlingame. I'm from out of the Bay Area. Okay. So right now for, for NorCal's, it's Two win two or win three to get back to golden one. I need to be honest with you. I think it's like four. Oh, you got to get four to get there. And yeah, you guys are what seed are you guys right now? They gave us an eight seed, which I'm pissed about. Like, Ooh. I don't understand how they gave us an eight. Bro. See, I, I don't even know how all that. Well, obviously, I for the last five, six years, you start getting real crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they put people in different basically wins, loss. You want to you win, but you got to go. Are you guys still in the D4? Yeah, they kept us in D four, but some D three teams dropped. They come see it. Um, I don't understand. And then some D five teams moved up, and they lost in their uh, second mm, championship game, are in the semifinals. But they like the number one, two, three seed. And they came up from D five. Lower seed. So, I don't know. Yeah, it don't make no sense to me. But I told the guys, I was like, those seeds. Gotta play don't the matter. game. Yeah, we gotta, gotta go play. play the game. Right. Go you guys, play. if y'all pissed about it. Right. Go in and show them that they gave y'all the wrong seat. So, are you guys on the road or at home? We're home, so we're gonna. Okay, get so at least, get, at least you get at least you get the first one at the crib. Yeah, um, we get the know first one. It, it should be Marysville. Everybody in Marysville should be at the game tomorrow night. Y'all, they better support. Y'all need to be in that <laughs> yeah. gym, support the homie. Um, again, congratulations. Um, good luck Thank tomorrow you, night, man. man. Um, but before we get out of here, man, I always gotta ask my guests. You know, as we know, basketball rights, triple threat, dribble pass, shoot. But for you as a person, a dad, a coach, what are your three things that you would want to give um, insight to any coach or student, anybody listening, a parent or another coach? Just what's your triple threat, though, man? Because, again, you've been through we've been through life experiences, man. We could write this mm. book so long. But right now, I mean, I ask everybody for, uh, at the end of the show, episodes and stuff, interviews. Uh, give me your triple threat, man. It could be anything, man. Three things that you want everybody to kind of know. Oh, that's Coach Dan. Like, that's that's what he's standing on. Be passionate about what you're doing. That's number one. Like, if you're passionate about what you do, it's going to shine through and people are going to gravitate towards that and they're going to do a lot for you. My kids will run through a wall for me because they know I'm passionate about what I do and I care about them. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing would be be honest. Just be a good person, you know, because I truly believe in, in karma. Treat people the way you want to be treated, you know, and that's what I try to do. And probably the last thing is, passionate well, what would be my last thing man is never quit man mm. never quit never quit just keep going 
yeah. keep going because you're closer to where you're supposed to, you're closer to where you want to go mm-hmm. when you think about quitting. You've already made it that far, you know, and I think a lot of people don't check their rearview mirror sometimes and see how far they come. You know, they're like, oh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Check your rear view sometimes. Amen to that, And then brother. you'll be able to say like, ooh, I've come. <laughs> I'm not where I was. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Even though I, I would exactly. say it's, it, 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 it gets rough for us sometimes. We got to you gotta manage family time, work time, kid yeah. time, all these other kids, other play, pro, the program. But also, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, those, um, I know the dope feeling to see your alumni, your, your graduate waiting boys come back and show love to you, man. And then those kids, I seen the, the post with the mom, gave her her spill on on Facebook just about showing respect yeah. for you, how she stuck with it, your her son stuck with you. Um, but yes. to me, that no no stipend, because again, they ain't, we don't get paid. The, the, that that stipend ain't enough. The gas that ain't mileage, nothing, you, that, yeah, you, you work that you put free. that back in the program, pretty much, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty much, yeah. keep it a hundred. You working for free, yes. but it's that that paycheck of the deposit of hour we're putting in, but that that cashing check when that student graduates, that young man comes back, shows love, respect. The parents show gratitude because you are helping raise or, or or you know groom raise their young men, bro. So again, that's a definitely a big shout out to you, my my, my dog. And uh, handling the business tomorrow night, great. man. Last thing is yeah. great for those kids that look like me to see someone who looks like them in a position because those words mean a little more, uh, you know. So I always want to be a positive influence for those young men and yeah. be like, hey, you can do whatever you want, you know. And they and they'll, they'll tell me their stories, and I'm like, yeah. man, I've been there. I've been relatable pieces, everything, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that and that gets that buy-in, right? They we can break down that barrier. Like, no, nah, man, I've been there. Yeah. I've seen that. I've done that. But look where I am too. I can. You, it's those choices yeah. we make, right? You can choose to do different. Yep. It may be rough. It may hurt you for a minute, but you can turn your story around, bro. But that's definitely, man, again, big props, bro. Absolutely. I know you got to get some Thank rest. Watch some Thank more you. film. Keep it up, yes. man. Handle your business tomorrow night, man. None of them boys going to be pumped. Thank you. And uh, just keep it going, dog. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to tap in tomorrow to the app and watch yes. you do your thing, man. So okay. I appreciate you taking Thank this time you. out Thank the schedule. You. Man, all oh, right. No, man, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, man. All love, man. Pleasure. You know, I rock with you. You know, we got years down the line. Man, it's been going for a yes, minute, sir. man. Keep it going, bro. Appreciate yes, you. All right, bro. You all have right. you have a blessed one. You too, man. Good luck. Handle business, bro. Yep. Peace. Thanks.